and this is Pamela with the She's Just Awesome podcast. And guess what, everybody? Guess who's here? She's back! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's Miss Chelsea Davis, our in-house tutor expert. For the most rambling, sleep-worthy podcast ever recorded. Um, don't knock sleep <laughs> podcasts because they're great. Here to bring you your daily nap. <laughs> Naps are fantastic. I'm a big fan of napping to my own voice. We had that discussion the other day, didn't we? That you have like, you're really supposed to only nap for like 20 minutes, but you nap uh, for... Like three to four hours? You you sleep, you take naps as long as some people sleep. But my nap is not to like get through the rest of my day so I can go back to sleep or like go to sleep in a few hours. My nap is so that I can then continue to rage throughout the night. Uh, are you all right? She I'm just okay. hit the funny bone. It's I don't not know where funny. I am in this I space. I know. <laughs> I like rearrange. Normally we record it at Trisha's house, apartment rather, and now... When, when Trisha's not with us, we record in my apartment, but I kind of, like, swapped furniture from side to side. I don't know so. where my elbows go. Yeah. It's, it's not funny. It's I don't not know. funny. I don't know. I'm now just, fun. like, looking out into the... It's very nice for me, but for you, it's... Yeah, yeah it's yeah, fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's cool. So, um, how's your move going? Oh, uh, excellent. Excellent. Up until about 6 a.m. this morning, packing. That's ridiculous. Super excited and lots of bad decisions last night where we decided to watch a movie until 2 a.m. instead of pack. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to be like, you packed as you watched a movie. Which no, wasn't necessarily that a bad decision. That would have been logical. Yeah. It was supposed to be like a pizza beer packing party and it that just became no. pizza movie and then, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, Chelsea, remember I that remember we try no. really Curse. hard not to curse. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it comes out. Sometimes. But I applaud for that. Shout effort. Bells well out. done. Well, um, I, I mean, oh. I also feel like we also really need to touch base on two things before we get cracking. Okay. Number one, Harry Potter has come out with what? a pottery barn. Dude interior here's my thing what makes me say it's dream pottery barn for teens which is like rude because you're kind of like saying Am I that allowed to say suck it on this podcast like <laughs> suck you, it yes because yeah. the teens of today i mean sure you read the books whatever but they're not first edition you didn't grow up with Harry. You weren't introduced to Harry like we were, and then you just waited for your Hogwarts letter. Like, because... I was the same age as Harry when the book started. Right. Like and we, that's when I started to read. We, like, Dumbledore forgot us. So, they're t- so Pottery Barn is basically telling us that this, the generation that Harry Potter grew up with right. is too old yeah. to oh, have the teens. these things. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have my new room and my <laughs> new adult apartment is going to be like a Harry Potter dorm room. That's I'm amazing. I'm getting snitch lights. Like, don't even... Oh, my God. Are they... Play. Is it like little, like, Christmas light to looking To be fair, things? I never saw them on the Pottery Barn website. Oh, so okay. So, up Pottery oh, Barn. Oh, that's embarrassing. So embarrassing. But you can get little snitch lights, I think, which would be really cute. I, ooh, or what about foot, like, like the footprints on the Marauder's map? What if you had, like, little shoe lights, and you could, like, put them around your room? You need to copyright these ideas immediately before you forget. Pottery Barn, are you listening? Can we tag them? Just be, like, at Pottery Barn, just the first five minutes. That's all you need to hear. But also, like, I've been, 
I like haven't looked at that. I haven't looked at what they offer mm. because I a am in in between jobs right now, so I cannot Mm-mm. financially afford I have a any job of and this. I can't do that. <laughs> and like the prices are dumb. It's like one hundred and eighty four for an owl clock, and I'm like, it's just. Is annoying. it a real owl? <laughs> if it was a real owl, I would say yes, and I'll have five. Uh, I would like all my letters delivered, but it's just a fake headwig staring at you. It's well, quite literally a headwig. staring at you. Yeah, it's just an it's Hedwig. It's it's a a statue of Hedwig with a lamp on top of her head, which I think is I mean it's slightly insulting. I'm gonna get the lamp. That's not. <laughs> Let's get this straight. Really as much really as I put clear. this lamp design down, I'm uh, still getting the. Yeah, lamp. I have several issues with their like concepts, but I'm sure. buying everything. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't wait to see what you get because I'm gonna live vicariously through your room. Definitely sheets. Several, there's like a, a daily profit sheet set, and then there's I believe it's called Enchanted Night sheet set, which okay. is like an owl, like a it's white sheets with a gold owl flying through like gold little moons and stars. That's nice, yeah, you know, just flying with Hedwig through to your dreams. That's like really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we talked about that, number two, Chelsea and I have been reading oh my god, it. By We're Stephen King. We're going to be reading until the day we die. <laughs> we thought, what was it, two months ago? That two, like <laughs> August 15th. I want I remember this date because it's when you dropped the book off to me okay. at work. Excuse me. There, there were some... There were some issues with your ordering, if oh, I remember well, correctly. Yeah, if anyone's <laughs> looking for a copy of it, I have like five of them through <laughs> Barnes & Noble. So, just so we thought it'd be a great idea because both of us are huge horror movie ladies, and clearly we were we were raised on like the 1990 version when it was like a made for TV movie, and it was like six hours long and broken into two cassettes, two VHS. Embarrassing. And we clearly like the remake, read. and we love we love to read. So Mama didn't raise no fool. Mama did not raise no fool. So we actually puts on our glasses. <laughs> Um, so, so we made an agreement that because of the remake, we're going to read the book. So we like really get like in it. And I mean, so the movie came out like two weeks ago. September 7th. We're like halfway with the book. Let's talk about what halfway means. Halfway means. I'm on page 656. Wow, 542. Um, So halfway is 1,200 pages. We have a whole other book. We have two other books to read. I don't. I don't need that negativity in my life. <laughs> I'm just tired. Like it's so many. Like there's a lot of people. It, there's well, I mean, is there or there's just like the six main characters. I, there's six main characters, and then, and then like then Stephen decides to be like the world this around guy them. Who you have yeah. to learn for one scene. You have to learn twenty years of his life Correct. just to see him die. Like, <laughs> to understand you. what's going on. I will say it's very well written. It's very well done. And I actually, I saw a guy reading it on the subway oh, yesterday. God, I well, I think we started a revolution. I think we started to the revolution of reading the book. <laughs> Just because everybody else was ahead of the curve and read it in high school doesn't mean like yeah. I don't. But I don't think we said it because I don't think we posted anywhere that we were reading it. Uh, I don't know. Like we don't have to. Well, just because we're social so media doesn't. Popular. Whatever. We we started a trend. But the thing that I was mad about was that his cover was, like, black. 
I didn't see like the cover because we have like the white cover, whatever. Anyway, the co- he had a cooler cover. He had a cooler. No, I don't have time for it. no. We have like the white weird cover, and he had this like black cool cover. Was it like black like the move like the movie poster? No, I didn't see the front of it. I just saw the back of it when he was reading, and of course I was that person that like tried to get his attention and was like, yes. "Hey, are you reading I, it?" I have crossed <laughs> the subway and gotten and been like, "What is this?" fellow it reader I was like, shall uh, we debate yes, let's debate but he was on page 20 and i was like ooh, oh, rough get, see, ugh, i told you we're ahead of the curve get on the level god he probably saw the movie too and then was like oh you should check out the book that's like not what you're supposed simpleton. to do simpletons not if any of you do that you're perfectly fine it's oh just, yeah no, no, no. it's just because he had like a cooler version of the book than us so i don't know if naturally. it's cooler because typically when the movie know. comes out they like revamp the cover to that's look fair like the poster and i'd much rather have whatever if i hate the original i, got I hate original. movie posters on books yeah, it's my so one of my pet peeves i can't all right well we yeah that that's our that's our current event. that's our current event for today <laughs> so miss davis who are we speaking about? Oh my today? god! Okay, so I first off, I just want to say, going into tutor anyone, like you, one person of interest to get just their story is impossible. And so I, I re-listened to my other couple of podcasts, and I just want to say I'm very sorry for like the 900 names I have to throw out. Uh, so I try to keep other names at a minimum and only really talk about people that are going to be like brought up later or you already sort of know about from say the Anne Boleyn or the Maid of Kent podcast. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, this is still going to be 900 hours of your time so I really hope you're jazzed. This is it. This is it. We're doing it. About the lady in question of the hour house tutor daughter of none other than Henry VIII my main squeeze Mary the first of England. Oh man! Right here, we, oh lady, I should say, oh lady, oh princess. I mean, she was a lady. She was a princess. I, I mean, know nothing of this dame, so I cannot wait. I know too much now. No. Anyway, <laughs> so it's a bright, crisp day on February eighteenth, fifteen sixteen. It's cold. It's cold. We're in Greenwich. I say Greenwich. Or a lot Greenwich. of people say Greenwich. <laughs> Uh, I know the history can't say the words. Just, you know, I mean, you know, you can't be perfect, you know. Uh, screams are echoing through the chambers because Catherine of Aragon, Henry VIII's wife, is a pregnant. Oh my gosh, you're just setting up this. I might, I might take a nap myself, to this, be honest I'm with you. I'm literally trying to just create the, the tale. So I, feel, of, the, I feel the cold air Thank and I'm hearing the screams. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Mary is born... A uh, long-awaited son for Henry VIII is still not present. Uh, she was the only surviving child of the marriage between Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon, and she had the uh, she has four miscarried siblings. Oof! Super depressing. Yikes! Not a good time. A uh, little just random fact: she was baptized Catholic. Uh, she sticks by the Roman Catholic faith, just like her mom, Catherine of Aragon, especially when Henry starts going into the divorce stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one other, a couple names I'm going to throw out there that come up later is in 1520, so when she's like four, uh, Margaret Pole, Countess of Salisbury, was appointed Mary's governess, and as governess, she's in charge of tutelage, teaching, teaching her about etiquette, court mm-hmm. life, 
making sure she's prepped and ready to enter court as an adolescent and dazzle possible. That name sounds really familiar. Uh, I brought Margaret Pohl up the last time because I was reading that book, of, uh, like a book oh, that Felicia yeah, yeah, yeah. wrote of hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Margaret Pohl's story is ridiculous. I'll absolutely be covering her if I get another awesome guest spot on this cool podcast. I like how you think like, you just be, like you're not going to get it. Like, like you're still humble. auditioning. Uh, <laughs> I'm really just waiting to see how my ratings go. Oh, oh, now so, we see what's going on. Double click, double click, double click. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you do on podcasts. Anyway. 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 Uh, so then, and then in 1530, about 10 years later, uh, Sir John Husey became her chamberlain, which is like the male version of a governess. Anyway. Huh. Just throwing those names out there. They now come up later. Forget them. Take a breath. Uh, in terms, uh, she was very smart and she was advanced in her education uh, and when she was only four years old in 1520, she actually played uh, the virginals, which is a type of harpsichord, and that's literally, I'm done explaining to you what this instrument is. Uh, it's she, like the two, the two pianos, right? It's like that two, the two level, the two tier pianos, the harpsichord. Did yeah. I just make that up? I don't know. I, li- okay. that, that I literally have in my notes, I'm not describing this instrument past harpsichord, so just Google wow. it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I got, there's so much information, I just can't. Okay, we're moving on, harpsichord, go. I just can't. She's talented. There you she's go. She's playing instruments. She's dazzling the French delegation. Um, her mother, Catherine of Aragon, uh, she took a huge role in Mary's education. So Catherine is from two separate, uh, like, queen... Isabella, Catherine's mom, was a queen in her own right, mm-hmm. and her father, King Ferdinand, was a king in his own right. So she has two very strong leaders as parents, so she wants to raise the idea that her daughter cannot become Queen of England just because she's not a boy doesn't even pass Catherine's brain. Like, Mary mm-hmm. could ascend the throne and become queen in her own right, no worries. She was raised that way. Uh, and to the point where Catherine even um, reaches out to a Spanish human humanist to actually have him write, like, what's called a treatise or a document on the education of girls. So she's oh. literally, like, reaching out to, like, top people to be like, how do I raise this daughter to be bad? Ash? Badass. You can say badass. My name is Bond James Well, I was like, I was like, where are you going with that sentence? Teaching girls how to be bad? I was like, no, no. badass. Okay, cool. We're using that. I mean, it is like she's awesome. So she's awesome. Teaching her to be awesome is what we're doing. Or badass. That's great. (laughs) Um, uh, By nine, she was super versed in languages. Uh, Due to her mother being from Spain, she was very... uh, Fluent in Spanish. I understand they speak more Portuguese, but just mm. can we just go with this for a yeah, You got it. Uh, she could read and write in Latin and studied French and possibly Greek. Question mark. I don't even know that's a question mark. Let's just say she studied Greek. I like it. And of course, all the music and dancing essential to court life. Uh, regardless of the fact that Mary was a girl, and I'm actually super proud of. Henry about this he super was doting on her he absolutely adored his daughter um and he actually boasted boasted one day to a Venetian ambassador that this girl never cries so he was super happy that if I'm not gonna have a prince I at least don't have a crying waif of a girl a waif um I love how there's like a whole description of her, which is excellent. She uh, she was very much like a combination of her parents. She had that excellent um, fair complexion, which was so popular in England in those days. 
Uh, still popular. Uh, blue eyes. Uh, she had red to either reddish gold hair. Uh, Henry was well known for his like red red hair, which uh, is more. Uh, it's more brought up with Elizabeth's hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine had like a strawberry blonde, so her hair would probably lean more towards like the strawberry blonde of Catherine. Blue eyes and strawberry I'm blonde. You, that these sounds ladies lovely. With some lookers. Uh, she did have her dad uh, Henry's. Um, I cannot talk. I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. You're doing great. Uh, I'm in it. What is it like? Demeanor? No, like, like, totally associated with this person. Henry VIII is, like, associated with having, like, red cheeks, and now Mary has red cheeks. I guess I just said what I wanted to say. Anyway, everybody (laughs) everybody has red cheeks. We're all alcoholics. What are we doing? Um... Uh, regardless, however, of Henry VIII's affection towards Mary, he got he was becoming at this point very bitter towards Catherine. Since in 1525, uh, Catherine hit menopause, stopped having her periods, and could no longer give England an heir. Um, her father sent her from court for about three years during this time, not at all as punishment. She was just sent up towards uh, Wales uh, to learn how to govern because um, there's they presided over Wales at the time, mm-hmm. and there's this place called Wales, Council of Wales in the Marches, uh, Marches. Uh, so she was able to go there and study, literally like study on how to rule, what's to be expected of her. And now she's back in court and around London in 1528. Uh, we're going to jump to marriage proposals. There we go. <laughs> because they kill me. Uh, so during this time, uh, I'm super fascinated with this era, mainly because women are pawns. Sure. Uh, you have no say in who you marry. It doesn't matter if he, like everyone's married off to like old people. Right. Um, especially sons and daughters of royalty i mean it, the, her first marriage contract was when she was two to uh the infant son of king francis of france funnily enough his son was named francis because everybody just loves their own name <laughs> Could you imagine? Really great. king francis of france and his son francis and his son francis <laughs> it's like, like everyone it's just much everyone needs to relax for the love of God. Uh, three years after that, the contract was rescinded, taken back. Uh, then at the age of six, she was contracted to marry her 22-year-old first cousin, Charles V, who was the Holy Roman Emperor uh, and the brother of Catherine of Aragon. Uh, but within a few years, Charles was like, nah. And Henry was like, okay. So that was taken away. Then Cardinal Wolsey, if we all remember his mm-hmm. awesome rise and downfall, um, started to renegotiate marriage between Mary and anyone French, it seems. Uh, so it was so they ended up going into agreement because at this point they really just wanted uh, to solidify peace with France. So they made a marriage contract that said either. Mary could marry the current old king, King Uh Francis, uh, or now his second son, Henri, Duke of Orleans. Wow, here we uh, go. Since (laughs) Francis, Francis, since younger, the first son, Francis. It's too many Francis. It doesn't even matter. There's no marriage with France because Wolsey secured an alliance anyway. Moving on. All of that was your nap juice. I hope you're happy. Nap juice. Good God. Um, at this point, she's an adolescent, 
Okay. She's blossoming into puberty. Mm. Uh, she was always kind of small. People definitely did comment, like, whether she was, is she always ill, or is this what we look like? And I'm just like, I think this is what we look like. Small, like, like petite, or, like, like emaciated, or, mm, like... I think petite, but uh, when people are, like, looking for marriage, they want those, like, robust Sure, sure, curves. sure, yeah. And, nah, she was not supplying any childbearing qualities. No hips, no childbearing hips. hips. None of the hips. Funny how the times have changed. Uh, She was considered a well-proportioned young lady, though. Okay. So thank God for that. Mm. Super glad that was documented in the histories. Gotta love those measurements. Keep it up. Uh, At this point uh, in Mary's life, Henry has now decided that his marriage to Catherine is no good. Uh-huh. So all of this sort of falls between that seven-year time of 1527 to 1533 when Harry is... Henry. Harry! Oh, let's be casual! Yeah. Harry! <laughs> like, why are uh, we going? When Henry is trying to solidify a divorce from Rome. Uh, around 1531, uh, which is when Henry's treatment of Mary's mother, Catherine, starts to really take a turn for the worse Mm-mm. because Anne Boleyn is just whispering in his ear. Not liking this. Um, she is noted to actually suffer frequent illnesses, uh, irregular menstruation, and severe depression. Um, however, they're not the contemporary historians. They don't know if this was due to the stress of the time or just a crappy puberty which we right. literally is there any if anyone has had a good puberty like i i don't like you i dare you to email us i don't like you <laughs> I and dare i don't you. I just stop listening right now yeah you're beautiful actually i hope you're not anyway uh <laughs> puberty or it could have been for a disease but can um she lived pretty decently for her time so i don't know i feel like if it was a disease it would have presented itself pretty early on like it would get worse right yeah i don't know Anyway, that's up for you to decide. <laughs> uh, the yeah. So during this time, Catherine was sent from court. Henry has boosted Anne Boleyn up to basically run the castle. He's not even acknowledging Catherine anymore, uh, and Mary is not permitted to visit her mother. So Anne Boleyn ke- like keeps Mary like weirdly close, so that she can't go and conspire with her mother to make a rebellion or try and overthrow the Boleyn faction. Um, Now we're at 1533. We've married Anne Boleyn. We've declared the marriage of Queen Catherine null and void. So now Catherine has to become Dowager Princess of Wales, uh, which is the title she would have had after her first husband, Arthur, had died, Mm -hmm. which, if we all remember, was Henry's brother. Uh Um, So now after her, uh, currently her whole life, don't make me do math, she's so many years old, Mary is what goes from being a constant princess, treated like a princess, tutored like a princess, and her She's declared a illegitimized, declared a bastard, and now she's ranked as the Lady Mary. Um, she is stripped of her entire household. So in one just day, her everything's packed up, taken away from her. Her um, servants are told to go away, and she is sent to actually govern over. Lady Elizabeth. So Anne was adamant that Lady Mary go look after and take care of the now Princess Elizabeth, adding so much insult to injury. It's mean. Like, I kind of... No, it's mean. Like, I get it, but, like, my the, the horrible side of me gets it. Like, the one that wants, like, all of my exes to fail. <laughs> uh, like, that's the side of me that I'm like, yeah, you raise my child who succeeds you. 
Um, so from 1533 to 1536, her relationship with Henry sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just LOL funny that from that's the the marriage to him and Anne. So during Henry VIII's marriage to Anne Boleyn, he like didn't have a relationship with Mary. She was constantly kept from court. She suffered immense illnesses during these years that even a court, like Henry's own doctors said that like it's due to the ill treatment of her. So he, she was kept in near seclusion. That's what happens when people get bullied. Right. Lording over Elizabeth, like not kept to the comfort she's used to at all. Probably even less than some people that underrank her yeah uh just to keep her in her place in Anne's view um and at this point Henry had has secured himself as the head of the Church of England and Mary refuses to sign it I mean that would that would that would be like Mary saying you're right my mom wasn't a queen I am a bastard I should have no right to my bloodline Mm. you know whatever um even when Catherine was close to dying Mary was not allowed to contact her or see her at all so now Catherine's dead Uh, um nope I'm lying to you no yeah yeah even when uh Catherine died Mary was uh still not allowed to go to her funeral uh or say goodbye and was kept in semi-seclusion to grieve uh so that like I guess people who supported them couldn't see her grieve and then be outraged and again start uh, if rebellion. I couldn't go to my own mother's funeral, um, I would, I, there would be... Try and stop me. There would be issues try, abroad. I'm going to make you spear a princess of England through the heart in front of commoners. Like, I'm going to go see my Like, mom the die. castle might go up in flames. Possibly. Like, if oops, I was someone allowed, left a candle if burning. If I was allowed some flint. Whoops, these tapestries, eh? I would just be like, imagine the dust. I mean, everything was made out of, like, wood and stone. The dust was probably incredibly prominent. How dare you? Henry kept his castles immaculate. As I'm saying this, I'm like, does dust, like, catch fire? <laughs> well, that's also a good point. Like, where are we going with this point? You know, I'm just saying that I think the, the, if, my, if I wasn't allowed to go to my... Mother's would funeral. Set, Pammy would set I would, the dust on fire. I would set it fire. I would set the dust on fire. It's not flammable, ladies and gentlemen. You but, don't. I mean, ooh. we gotta get some. We gotta get some science behind this. We'll Somebody figure it out. Somebody call nine one one. Good lord. Okay. Uh, so now we're we've beheaded Anne. Anne's downfall. Um, at this point, Mary isn't at all uh, like reunited wonderfully with her dad. Nope, she's still a bastard, and now Elizabeth is a bastard. So, Elizabeth, you are also not in line to the throne. So now Elizabeth and Mary are like, what? We never had moms. Are they BFFs? (laughs) (laughs) I would almost hope around this time there is a slight age difference to them as well. Uh, Because Mary was well into, I think, close to her teens or well into her teens when Elizabeth was born. Yeah. I'm sure Mary just fantasizes about Elizabeth's death all the time. Oh my gosh, probably. Uh, now we're on to Henry's new wife, Jane Seymour. It's his third wife, the one he claims is really his only wife. Um, she was actually a huge supporter of Mary. She loved Catherine of Aragon. She hated Anne Boleyn. Naturally. Weirdly enough, Henry's third wife, Jane Seymour, always supported Catherine of Aragon as Henry's legitimate wife. Whoa. So she always, she grew up calling Mary Princess Mary and idolizing her in that sense and respecting her in that sense. Uh, So when she married Henry, she fought very hard to 
bring them together. Um, and the only way she actually succeeded was Mary being convinced or probably bullied into actually signing the oath that Henry was the supreme head of the Church of England, which would have been a huge deal for Mary uh, because of how deep her Catholic faith went mm-hmm. and just denying Rome to her would literally, it's like a one ticket to hell. <laughs> Jess, that's fine. Whatever you need, Henry, I'll burn for all eternity. I'm just your daughter. Um, now that she has said, okay, fine, I'm a bastard. I'm, I never existed as a princess. Henry's like, awesome. Come back to court. Have some money. Have some castles. Here's some estates. Do you like dresses? Here's dresses. Have some money for gambling. Go do your thing, girl. Gamble away. Apparently, that was like a favorite pastime of hers. She's just like hitting up Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. She's like a poker, blackjack, and slot machines. I thank you very much. I have to see Britney Spears. I have to see Cirque du Soleil and David Blaine. Some magic show. And then during the day, we're. Mary's gambling in right. Vegas. No, no. This would be great. Next podcast, Mary does Vegas. <laughs> Mary does Vegas. Good lord. <laughs> um, so at this point, I'm bringing back the Chamberlain that Chamberlain that he, she had when she was like a child. John Husey. I'm just on for. I'm like super close with all these people, so I call them by the <laughs> no, first name. Husey. So John, uh, there's a huge uprising uh, called the Pilgrimage of Grace. Um, to re-legitimize Mary as a successor, now that Henry's just like, we're going through wives, uh, the the Catholics of the region are just not having it. Um, the pilgrimage of grace was horribly <laughs> suppressed by Henry. Like, everyone died. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to, like, waste too much time with that, but there is, like, a huge scandal with it where Henry literally, like, forgave the main guy's went about it because they were like listen we just want we want your bloodline on the throne we want your daughter right. on the throne and he was like yeah we're cool and then like executed all of them okay so yeah good old john husey was executed among the rebels um but luckily mary was not tied at all to the rebellion good. so it was just people in her name uh, but this is just the kind of influence, not even, she she didn't have much of this influence because she wasn't able to really reach out to people, um, but just how popular and wonderful of a woman her mother, Catherine, was. Yeah. Can't stress that enough, and yet I refuse to do a podcast about it. <laughs> um, it's 1537, so a lot happened in that year. We got married, <laughs> we had an uprising, we killed everyone. Uh, Jane Seymour... His third wife dies after giving Henry his son. So she gives Henry Edward. Thank you, Jane. We can all go to sleep. Uh, Mary was actually made godmother to Edward. Oh. (laughs) Joke's on you. Uh, And was Queen Jane's chief mourner. And Mary had a very deep, possibly almost love for Jane um, as a surrogate mother because she was just so sweet and just wanted Mary to be be, in her rightful place. Be her rightful place and do her thing. Um, more... No, that's just a pointless marriage thing that didn't happen. Who cares about Philip of Bavaria? I don't... Bavaria? I barely even knew how to spell or say that, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, towards the end of 1539, uh, Thomas Cromwell, which we all know I hate mm-hmm. because of his... Mm, demise of Anne Boleyn, um, he actually starts to... 
have marriage negotiations between Mary and the Duke of Cleves. And throughout all of that, nothing happened between Mary and the Duke of Cleves, but he solidified Henry, another wife. Ayo, wife number four, Anne of Cleves. That's right, Anne of Cleves. Can I get a Cleves? <laughs> so basically, sorry, Mary, you're still a virgin. Henry, might we kill another one? Um, very quick turnaround there. So that's like 1539. Now we're in June of 1540. Cromwell's being executed for treason. We're not going to talk about it. It's a whole thing. Uh, Henry has annulled his marriage to Anne of Cleves, who literally was just like, yes, please. Oh, she's the one, she's who's, the one. The, who's like, who like goes away silently and yeah. then gets all the yeah, great yeah. stuff Henry's... and ends up not dying Henry was like, hand. this is going to be super grievous for you, but um, yeah, I don't like you, and we're not going to be married anymore, so right. you were never married, right. this is invalid, and Anne was like, score, you're horrible, and you're fat, and you smell, and, and you I'm smell. terrified of my head, so she actually gets to... Like, uh, all that land, all oh the houses. God. He like, declares her his royal sister, suddenly you're just a king's sister, All right, cool, you can barely speak the language, but like, we're good. Um, and yeah, she he gives her... I think like a hundred pounds a year, which back then was dumb. It was great. Like vacation, all I ever wanted. Uh, multiple castles that she owned in her own right. So it, no matter what, it can't be taken away from her. It's there. It's her land. And she was invited to the castle until the day she died as the court, as the king's sister, and got to like chill. And she died of natural causes, right? Yeah. She lived out her life. She played that smart. She... Lucky number four. She was reading, like, London Times, saw what was going on and was like, "Uh -uh, keeping this head on my shoulders. She knew what was up. She she knew. Anyway, that was a derailment. So, in 1541, um, oh, this, oh, yeah, okay, so Margaret's back. Margaret Pole, Countess of Salisbury, Mary's governess, I really just want to keep pushing the fact that Henry just didn't give an F about Mary mm-hmm. in sense in terms of like, oh, this person was close to you, dead. Oh, that person was really close to you. Oh, well, they're dead too. So Margaret's line was also some of the last of the Plantagenets, which is just a whole War of the Roses stuff. Right. So they were, so Margaret's line were the true heirs by blood to the English throne, okay. whereas the Tudor house literally just like came out of nowhere they were married. Like, ah. I think it was like a royal high uh, Beaufort. I, again, I'm just stop, stop. I'm rambling. <laughs> At War of the Roses. Everyone lost except the Tudors. Got They're it. the rightful heirs, and Henry's a little old and getting paranoid. So a Catholic plot was uncovered. Uh oh. Uh, and her and Margaret Pole's son Reginald was implicated. So at this point, Reginald is abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can't kill him. So we might as well kill his, like, 70-year-old mom, Margaret. Uh, and I, on- uh, I only really bring her into mention because she possibly could have been behind a couple of the uprisings to get Mary re-legitimized. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So there, she definitely could have, I mean, she knew, I mean, she was raised to be some sort of, like, sister, gotcha. daughter to the king. Yeah. Uh, so she would have that political savvy and intrigue to say one thing and then completely burn letters and have, mm. ser- like, servants that are just hers. Um, 
So I'm I'm I like her, but she could have she could have absolutely had something to do with this plot. Anyway, she was horribly executed. Uh, uh, it's quoted that a wretched and blundering youth literally hacked her head and shoulders to pieces. Okay. And I sent you that clip of the book. So this freaking book that I read about Margaret Oh, Cole, that's right. <laughs> it's from her point of view. And the whole book, I'm like, how are we going to do this scene at the end when she's getting just hacked apart? And so she literally decides... So in London, when you're going to execute, you have to, like, throw your arms out to say, be like, yes, I accept my death, and mm-hmm. you may cut off my head at this point. So she literally, like, went to do that and then took it back and was like, you know what? No, I don't condemn myself to die. I don't agree with this. Well, sorry, the axe is already coming down. So I guess, like, as she kind of raised up, the axe it, guy like, just... her? So oh. it just, like... So mm. the ending of this book is literally just, like, her feeling her blood, like pouring down her body and she's running around the like scaffold area getting chopped up just screaming now no and I'm like oh my god please please die it sounds so painful the end of the but like the last like page was was like that little paragraph that you sent me that was like no period no (laughs) I screamed I screamed period no No. and that was the end end. I threw it I threw it down and I'm like well okay there's like an author's note I'm sure there'll be some closure (laughs) author's note (laughs) there's an author's (laughs) note there was nothing anyway uh Margaret Pohl coming at you I told you I was absolutely not going to get distracted by names cool (laughs) so Margaret's dead we're just systematically killing off all of Mary's supporters because Henry VIII. Uh, we're in 1542. Uh, we're just skipping right ahead to the beheading of Henry's fifth wife, Kitty Howard. That's a whole other day. Kitty Howard. I can't wait for you to do that. that I always forget uh, about I'm that so one. I'm so happy. Oh, just a little innocent. Okay. I'm not well, allowed you know to what? say the, 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 sh- the S-shaming the, the, word the yes, on a okay. feminist podcast. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Little sleazy Kitty Howard. Oh, anyway. No. Oh, no. Uh, so after she was beheaded, Henry didn't have a wife. Henry was oh, without for the first time without wires. No backup. <laughs> no Everyone's too afraid to even send him to find someone because like, you died. Everyone knows about you now. Right. We're all, Chances are not good. We're all reading Twitter. Um, <laughs> so Henry actually calls Mary back to court to attend the Christmas festivities. Uh, and she stays at court for... A little over a year or so, um, actually being the host of oh. Henry's court. So, like, kind of, like, I kind of feel like she would already be that as Princess Mary anyway. Sure. But no, we're not, still not, we're still not going to have her, we can't give her that title I feel yet. Like he's just in denial. I think he's just, he's lost, we're confused. He has some personal issues he needs to work out. We're figuring things out. You know what I mean? We're figuring it out. That, you know, that that wound on his leg is festering. festering. Yeah. Um, So then in 1543, Henry marries his final wife, Catherine Parr. And she is lovely. Lovely. She, we're pretty sure at this point, like, we're, we're not making babies, Henry. Like, this is the first wife that Henry, like, Catherine Parr was married previously. We know she's not a virgin. Henry Louis got to the end of his life and was like, I just want to die beside somebody cool. And that's where Catherine Parr steps in. Like, just calm, level-headed, 
knows, no pun <laughs> knows how to be a wife. Um, he's not, I mean, he's still like sort of pumping <laughs> for an heir, but it's not happening. Yeah. So Catherine Parr really actually succeeds bringing the entire family together, and that's having Elizabeth and Mary and Edward at court. So she was very big on like, I'm probably not going to give you kids. Let's have all of your kids at court. Let's have go. a family. Let's have this bond. Um, and uh, Henry actually, through uh, the act of succession in 1544, Henry pl- actually places Mary and Elizabeth back in line, but only after Edward. Uh, so it would be Edward. So, close. so Like, mm, we tasted it. So it would be like Edward, then Mary, then Elizabeth, should anyone die. Uh, but he did this without legitimizing them. Legitimate. Legitimizing? Yeah. Legitimizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimizing. Yeah. Legitimizing. Because uh, then that would have, again, that would have, re I guess, validated the marriages that he had already annulled. Mm-hmm. I feel like just at this point, anything he does is embarrassing. Anyway, moving on to Mary. Um, Mary, Henry dies. Goodbye, father. In 1547. And Edward, now Edward the Sixth, okay. succeeds the throne. Uh, he's only ten, uh, so... Too young to reign, so a Protestant-dominated Regency Council um, rules in his like for him until he he comes of age, and they're just pushing Protestant faith all over England. They want Protestant to be the main faith in England. Uh, Throughout this time, Mary's given and inherits um, multiple estates, including again several in her own right, which is very important for a woman back then um, because everything is given through your husband or your father or the man of your life. So for any woman to hold a title or an estate or anything in her own right that cannot even buy a man or anyone taken away from you, like that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so Mary's not having this Protestant stuff. She's staying true to Roman Catholic faith. She's being rebellious on Christmas. She's holding Christmas mass. Um, and in 1550, I thought you were going to say she's holding Christmas hostage, and I was like, well, she's gone too far. She's gone. <laughs> she, you like, are we, over the top. I liked you, and now we we're, we're we have some issues. Bring it back to reality. Oh, God. Uh, so in 1550, Edward has this awesome idea uh, of bringing Mary and Elizabeth uh, to court for a Christmas reunion, but instead of it being this lovely affair, <laughs> 15-year-old Edward... And 30-year-old Mary at this time start publicly chastising each other for their separate beliefs and the fact that neither of them will back down and they both just start to openly cry in front of the entire court on Christmas. I just think that's ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? Um, In July of 1553, so three years after that wonderfully sobbing Christmas, uh, Edward dies of a lung infection. He's 15. Oh. Where, you know, he's, what, he's he's seen things. He's rode a horse. He's fine. Uh, He's signing wills. Um, He is adamant to remove Mary from the line of succession. So now he wants to completely repeal what Henry, Henry VIII did. Um, because he's terrified that she's going to renew the Catholic faith and join back with the Roman Church. That's right. Um, However, he's advised by his council that if he is to remove Mary, he subsequently has to remove Elizabeth, who is a declared Protestant. Mm -hmm. She's fully on board. Um, Which he's like, yep, cool, we're kicking them both off. So then Edward pushes them out from the line of succession and names Lady Jane Grey 
who is the granddaughter of one of Henry VIII's sisters as the next in line to the throne, which is like, I'm... That's a, that's such a stretch. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's, like, we're really grasping at straws here. If I was any royal, I would just... Who? What? Who? Um, I'm who? sorry. What? Never seen that so, person before. Where? Um, incidentally, right before Edward uh, died, Mary was uh, summoned to London to visit her brother, like, to say goodbyes. But before she arrived, she was warned that if she went to where he was, she would be seized and held prisoner so that she couldn't do anything to circumvent Lady Jane Grey taking the throne and becoming queen. So she actually fled to East England where she had uh, tons of supporters and a couple of her estates were there as well and she kind of bunkered down. Um, On July 9th, so we've done, okay, yeah, I didn't even say when. So early July, Edward dies, July 9th. She writes a letter um, ordering them to ordering the Privy Council to make her Edward's successor. July 10th, as Mary's letter is literally arriving in London, Lady Jane Grey is proclaimed queen. No, no, no. Sorry about it. Queen Jane Grey. Queen Grey. It doesn't even sound right. Like queen it just, Grey. I don't even know. You're trying to be like a fancy tea. What? Like oh, Earl Grey. got it. Oh, Sorry. Really? I went like 50 shades of gray. Oh, I I, we like to keep it, you know, PG on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, it's July 12th. Are you awake? It's July 12th. <laughs> Mary and her supporters, uh, we've gathered a militia. We're coming into London. Oh, we are shit. not having this. So Queen Jane supporters sort of take a look at that and they're like, nah. Uh, so by <laughs> July 19th, uh, now back to Lady Jane, is sent to the Tower. Bye. Oh, Hope you that was fun. With that your was real short-lived. Seven-day reign. Yeah, right. Um, so now on August 3rd, Mary rode into London triumphantly, wildly popular, yes. tons of supporters, yes. the rightful princess is back in England, and Ooh. we are taking the and beside her in her triumphant return is Elizabeth. This is really nice. They're best. Little days. sister sister action. Oh, well. I'm like, okay. Um, That'll change shortly. So she has to kill, you know, Mary has to kill uh, multiple uh, execute Jane's chief supporters. Uh, but she, based off of her, no, because I, she, Jane's like young, Jane's like 12 at this point. Uh, so Mary recognizes what it's like to be a woman in this time period and forgives Jane, knowing that she was used also as a political pawn. So she doesn't put any blame on Jane whatsoever. Okay. But Jane is kept in the tower with her husband. And you just said she was 12. Yes. Okay. So she's- Oh, they, I mean, Margaret Pohl's brother went into the tower when he was 12 and came out to be executed when he was 24. Okay, So good. you can literally, you can bring people in at or whatever just, age and you can just let them It's like a little die. nursery school, uh, you know, we're just, we're just uh, raising was, children in the tower. I think it's Henry's mom had two brothers who were like seven and nine, went into the tower, never heard from again. Have no idea. There's a huge mystery called the Princes in the Tower. Oh my God, that's right, that's right. And no, wasn't recently their bones found? They found two yeah. young bones 
uh, skeletons yeah, yeah, under yeah. a staircase, yeah. and they're thinking it might be it's, the Plantagenets, on, which right. would be like crazy. Yeah, anyway, right. back to that. Mary. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's coming in. She forgives Jane. She's like, you poor, lovely lady, but I'm keeping you in the tower, uh, and that's to prevent and monitor outside relationships so that Jane cannot now form a rebellion and get people to like try and assassinate Mary and get Jane back on the throne. Gotcha. So we forgive them, but we're we're gonna keep our eye on Yeah, we're not hundred percent here. I mean, let's be yeah. real. Um when as Mary's now try like becoming queen, establishing her council, most of Edward's remaining Privy Council was all implicated with the Jane Grey conspiracy. So multiple um roles actually only fell to like several people so multiple people got like oh you're five of what i need and you you're all this you're like nine of these titles so thank you so much and then october 1st 1553 mary is crowned (gasps) at westminster abbey this is a lovely finally queen we have uh we've completely just I mean, that must have been such an awesome moment, especially Jeez seeing Louise. what her mother went through, and then, is it Edward, is it another person, how many wives, and now she Finally. can step up, take the throne, feel like she's not disappointing her mom, which I feel like that's just all anybody that's wants. That's just like uh, hovering over her like a dark cloud. Um, so now, um, now Mary's 37. Okay. And um, she, uh, she wants an heir. Oh, yeah, I don't know if now is the time, Mary, for that. Especially back then. Thought I feel to, like you didn't really have any. That. Uh, Stop. Yeah, I think you're in the wrong medical era. We're for just late, <laughs> late pregnancies. Did also, they have like a you know in vitro back then? I don't think so. <laughs> Can I just have a hormone shot? No, yeah, right? That'd no, be great. okay, okay. Um, also, when you, I mean, when you consider it, she, not that I'm knocking it, you know, don't knock it till you try it, but she would have been a virgin. No one, she doesn't oh, yeah. know. So she's craving. She's craving a man. So she's touch. Is she, though? I mean, you go that far. Now oh, you're no. queen. Oh, no. She's, oh, she's, she's, she's yearning? All she's right. 37 and thirsty. <laughs> um, her, her, Char, her first cousin, Charles V, who mm. was actually one of her suitors, like, when she couldn't even talk. Right. Uh, he actually offers up his son, Prince Philip of Spain. Oh. Uh, Philip has a son from a previous marriage, uh, but he wouldn't really have any rights to England. Um, and that's an unnecessary comment that I have <laughs> down. Oh, yeah, no, that actually works. He has uh, lots of territories in Europe and actually starting now in the New World. So America's being oh. established. Great. Um, so he actually is a great, I think he's a pretty good option for England, but nobody asked me. Um, Mary, <laughs> Sorry, being Chelsea. the thirsty 30-year-old that she is, I think a, we can all agree, says, I want to know what he looks like. So she had a portrait done, and I'm like, oh, you take after your father. It's so <laughs> cute. I ain't going to marry no uggo. Uh-uh. Um, so her interest in Philip wasn't the most, most popular, especially among the Protestants, um, who knew that once the queen was aligned with Philip, 
we're jumping right back into the Catholic faith. And gotcha. the reason the Catholic faith is so um, terrifying for England is because it's so rigid. And from their history of it, there's not a lot of, like, gray areas. Like, you follow the mass, you do this, and if you don't, you're going to hell and you're probably getting burned at the right, stake. right. Uh, so Catholicism, England's experience with Catholicism would leave many people with like a bitter taste in their mouth. Um, there was a huge conspiracy known as the Wyatt's Rebellion, uh, which grew to depose, it's called depose, I guess, get Mary off the throne and replace her with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary's not having this. So basically they're asking her to reconsider her marriage option to a, to an English person, um, because that in their brain would at least bring the two faiths together mm-hmm. instead of just one intolerant faith that isn't what London wants. Gotcha. So Mary says, okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll go to my council. We'll see what they're in for, like what they, they think. We'll see what parliament wants for my marriage. So she actually has Wyatt and his supporters come to London well, jokes on them because it's actually Wyatt, Jane Grey, and Jane Grey's husband show up to London in support of this rebellion, uh, and they are imprisoned and then executed. Oh, so okay. the, the the little girl she forgave sort of came back to bite her in the tush later. And no, you don't get away with this. This no. is Henry VIII's daughter. No. She knows how to kill people. Yeah, that's a that was a silly mistake. Move, oh, moving along. We're moving along. This, this is, is great. This is chugging. This I love is great. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is also fun. So even though Elizabeth had nothing to do with the Wyatt's Rebellion, she was imprisoned for two months in the Tower while everyone was getting executed. And then she was actually placed under house arrest for four years uh, at a place called Woodstock Palace. Um, and that's actually a really cool part of her life, but I can't get into Elizabeth or I'll never stop talking. Because we're going to do a two-part on that part. one. I'm excited. That's, I'm looking forward to that in that's like, gonna way just, too that, much. That'll just be the rest of my little Twitter journal. I can't wait. Um, so Elizabeth's under suspect. She's under house arrest. Uh, and... I don't know why I brought this up now. I should have mentioned this when she became Queen of England. Despite a couple other reigns, and I think it's like Emperor Maud, but it's all from like the 1100s, so it's, you know, it's like dead history. Who cares, right? Um, Despite some disputes with the reigns, Mary is known as England's first queen, I want to say this so right, regnant, regnant, regnant. That's basically just queen in her own right. Okay. She don't need no mans. Okay. I don't want no mans. No. I, well, I do. I want Philip. He's right, lovely. Right, right, right. But, um, so because of this, and because during this time a woman earns her status and wealth through the husband, um, a lot of it, the English feared that, well, well Philip's going to come in, and now Philip's going to be king of England, and now he's going to have all the rights over Mary. Right. So Mary was not having that whatsoever nor was the british parliament they don't want a foreigner on the throne my are we even hearing that still to this day (laughs) um so parliament actually developed what's called the queen mary queen mary's marriage act which states that philip shares in all of his wife's titles king of england and ireland 
for as long as their marriage should last. So if anything were to happen to the marriage, you're just Philip of Spain again. You have no rights to England. So it's like a, a prenup. It's like thank a, you. yeah. I was like prenuptial agreement. Um. That's so embarrassing. We're just, we keep dating ourselves, I think, is what we do with all those. Uh, we can, I, I'm never going to apologize for knowing every line to every Jim Carrey movie. I will never apologize. I will never. <laughs> Even the noises. I love that, man. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, this is like an old-time version of a prenuptial agreement. Um, long story short... Philip basically has to run everything through Mary. He can't appoint his own foreign ambassadors. Um, if they were to have any children, Philip can't even take his like his own kids out of his realm. Oh. It has to all go through um, Mary. Uh, uh, all official uh, documents will be co-signed. But yeah, he is, he's very much tied to the fact that Mary is England's queen. And he's just this tag-along boy toy. Um, Philip wasn't exactly, like, super jazzed, like, jazzed about that, uh, but he did go ahead, uh, with the marriage because it did, uh, unite Spain and England, mm -hmm. uh, for political gains. Uh, and yeah, he doesn't feel anything romantic to Mary. Uh, Mary, however, is just super happy to have a husband. Oh, It's a little, yeah, it's a little one-sided, it's kind of sad. Uh, to, uh, before the wedding, uh, his fa Philip's father, James, uh, Charles V, um, holy Roman emperor, uh, he actually wants to elevate Philip's status to kind of mirror Mary's so that his it's not quite, like, it's not so much his son marrying up because now that she's queen in his own right, that's such a jump from mm -hmm. Prince of Spain, especially since Charles is still alive, so he wouldn't be king yet. Um, so Charles actually... Uh, seeded, can I say seeds? I don't know. Gives the crown of Naples to Philip mm -hmm. without having to wait for Charles's death and actually gives up his claim to the, uh, the kingdom of Jerusalem at the time. Uh, so this actually makes Mary also queen of Naples and Jerusalem as well as Philip. So they're like queen of England and Ireland and Calais and Jerusalem. Naples and Jerusalem <laughs> and Dragonstone, Stormwall. Okay, that's Sorry. a different episode. Um, uh, and they were finally wed July 24th, 1554, because we're all worried about the dates. Uh, and Philip didn't really know English, so they kind of communicated in, like, Spanish and French and Latin. Okay. And I but they communicated. And I think that's super cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, I love that. that I thought you were going to be like, so they just, like, made sign language no, with each other. I, I absolutely love court life, because it's very rare that you find, uh, to a certain, certain, de certain degree, degree multilingual. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super neat, because even if you're... Uh, like your home language isn't compatible. You there are at least two to three other languages you can communicate. Right, and I think that's like just so fascinating. And our sist our school system just fail with that miserably. Nice. Football. Um, Football. So now in September, it's fifteen fifty four. We're thirty seven, and Mary's showing signs of pregnancy. Oh my gosh! What? Good for her. Uh, she stopped menstruating. She's gaining weight. She's suffering morning sickness. Everybody knows she's pregnant. The doctors, you're pregnant. The court, you're pregnant. Um, due to this, in April of 1555, uh, Elizabeth is released from house arrest and called to court to witness the birth because it was expected, like, 
It's it's gonna happen any day. Right. Uh, Which also, when you think about it, if Mary gives birth to any heir, it replaces Elizabeth. So I'm also like, why does Elizabeth have to come watch the person who's supplanting her in line? What a mean thing. Yeah. That would be terrible. Um, false rumors spreads throughout England that, uh, towards the end of April, that Mary gave birth to a son, uh, but her signs of pregnancy, like, keep continuing until, weirdly, what? in July of 1555, her abdomen returns to flat. She was never pregnant. So, this is terrifying. There's a thing called false pregnancy. Oh, okay. I have all the questions right now. It's not so much the woman wishes to be pregnant. The woman on such a desperate hope to be pregnant knows she's pregnant. And it's a complete psychosomatic mental thing and you literally as a woman convince your body because you are so convinced in the mind that you're pregnant that your body shows signs of pregnancy but you're not pregnant so the few things that i have to say about this Got it. yeah i knew one, we have questions i knew we have questions i mean to be honest that's kind of like and with all like joking or like you know negativity aside yeah. that's kind of like a miraculous occurrence that is ridiculous that you like will yourself yeah. to be pregnant and you like will your body to do all, so every that's hormonal nuts. thing you go through in a pregnancy you will your body happening. to do it because you know you have to be pregnant so that in itself is like that's pretty cool like Un- in a terrible sense you're married but like <laughs> But like it, but it's it's crazy. Like what the mind and body can do. Da 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 da. da. And and now my oh, other like question: nine months big fart. Well, like, did you just like were did you? Oh, could you imagine? Like, were you just holding? It's it like in? you ate a burrito and it didn't go away for nine for months. for nine months, and it kept getting I would bigger be like, and bigger. That Chipotle day was insane. <sighs> um, Chipotle for the books. But then I had a laxative tea, and now my baby's gone. I was never. It was that's never a terrible. Baby. I, think I, I would. That, I just think that'd be traumatic because that's something that still happens today. Like women. What? Yeah, that's like it's a. That's nutty. And then they go in for a sonogram. There's nothing there, and they're just like, no. But you're so happy. You're over the moon, elated because you're 37. That you're makes the queen. Me, no. Like. And no, that like I just think she's that like been, I've defied science. Oh my god, I, I just feel like you'd be like humiliated, horrible. Anyway, oh. Philip is like, bye. We're done with that. Oh, ridiculous. Thanks for your support. Um, so Philip is just like, I'm gonna go command some armies over here and do like dude stuff. Okay. Because I don't understand. We we're just terrified of the women okay. and the uterus. Um, and Mary actually falls into a deep depression. I'm not surprised. Philip wasn't like the biggest lover of hers, but she was all about having that man. She just like I think she just wanted she's like please climb I on think me she again. Just wanted just to, lo- just snuggle. I think she just wanted to love a little just, bit. I want just want to look into your eyes. She just wants a little love. She just wants just one one of what her father had. Just one instance. Jeez. Not six. Nope. Plus just affairs. Just, just one. one. So anyway, this is happening. She's crowned queen. And now to the legacy of Mary the First. I believe in Bloody Mary. I believe in Bloody Mary. I believe in Bloody 
Oh, no. First off, don't do this in my apartment. Thank you very much. You get to leave. Yeah. You so get I to go just, into the safety of the streets. I literally, out of my periphery, just caught your mirror, and I'm really like, I didn't mean it. Like, I wasn't directing I it at the mirror. I think that's, like, the rudest thing. We've known each other for 10 years, plus years now, and you you have crossed the line. I mean, she's coming after me regardless, not you. I don't want her in my house. Anyway. So, Mary's <laughs> going to come kill my best friend, because Mary, during this time of her reign, became, as we know her... Uh, in legend as Bloody Mary. Um, Which when, is a delicious drink. It's <laughs> so good. Like, have I'm going to turn it on that one. Tomorrow. That's what I'm going to turn it. I'm uh, turn it on that. After she was crowned, she insisted that she actually wouldn't force her subjects um, to follow her religion, even though multiple Protestant churchmen were already being imprisoned. So, mm, mm. really, Mary? Okay. Mm, okay. Um, she... Put emotion through. She revalidated her parents' marriage. She's like, I'm a princess. Uh, and she abolished all of Edward's religious laws. See you later. Sorry, you're dead. Uh, both Mary and Philip worked tirelessly to repeal Henry VIII's religious laws. Um, and the English church finally returned to under Roman jurisdiction. So we now, we're back to Catholic. Wow. Which is Amy Winehouse's new song, which is a sequel to Back to Black. <gasps> Back to Catholic. Wow, well done with that one. That was, it well wasn't done. very well done. It was a lot, it was wordy. No, I'll, I'll be better. It's all right. I'll be better. So now it's 1554, the heresy acts are implemented, and under these acts, like most Protestants were executed, and about 800 wealthy nobles who were Protestants decided to choose exile, which basically means you lose everything. You lose your house, your home, everything that bound you to the treasury of like the London, you're. Just whatever you flee with, good luck, enjoy Italy. Um, now, of all of these uh, Protestant religious men that were being imprisoned and executed, if we possibly remember the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, who is the gentleman who married Anne Boleyn to Henry VIII and was the one who was like weeping upon Anne Boleyn's death and like yeah. had them, he's like one of the reasons we all don't think Anne was a huge, heinous. Uh, human being. So I bring him back just because we've talked about him before. He actually re rescinds his Protestant faith, recants it, and rejoins the Catholic faith um, after having to watch several of his peers burned at the stake. I could probably, I could see where maybe you would be like, I don't want to do that. We're good. I'll just, you know what, it's fine. God is God. We're good. Uh, under normal circumstances of the law, he would have absolutely been spared and absolved of all guilt have, oh. because he recanted and pledged to the Catholic faith. Mary wasn't having it. Uh, uh, I feel like, mm -mm. I feel like of all people, Thomas, you, you're not going to get it. Like, Mary wants to see you burn. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure Mary hates you for her life, like her life during 1533 and 1536. Yeah. So anyway, he burns. He, uh, but on the day of his burning he dramatically withdrew his support for the Catholic faith. So he basically, on the day of his death, was like, I just wanted to do this to live, but since I'm clearly going to die, yeah, I'm Protestant, and Mary sucks, and the Catholic faith is I'm out. Ridiculous. Mic drop. <laughs> like, I'm going to heaven. Thank you. Mic drop. Log drop. Uh, flame drop. Flame drop. We're tired. Match drop. No, they didn't have matches. All right. We're, what? Um, Flint? What did that mean? Flint? They wouldn't have matches? Well, they, no, they don't have matches. Didn't they have, like, long... 
Am I watching too many made-for-TV tutors here? Because, like, they had something that they held up. Didn't they always put, like... They probably just, like, long pieces of wood, honestly. And I thought they would, like, put, like, cloth on it and then light it, right? It was, like, there has to be some kind of, like, alcohol. You're not going to light a small table candle with a giant torch. I'm not talking... You know what? We don't have to... We're fighting. Anyway. Uh, During us, 283 were executed, mostly by being burned. Uh... The burnings became so merciless and unpopular that even King Philip's advisors warned him that such cruel enforcement could cause revolt. But Mary wouldn't back down. Uh, so the burnings continued and uh, up until her death, and then afterwards the victims were actually all declared as martyrs for their faith because they died for their faith. Oh. Uh, so instead of, like, slaughtering people, she actually made a bunch of, like, really cool people to fight for. Because I mean, that's religious intolerance yeah. to the D. So, bringing back Reginald Pohl, who was the son of Margaret Pohl, yep. who did the rebellion to get Mary back on the throne. Funny little thing about that that I didn't mention is that at one point he was considered as a suitor for her. Oh. Uh, didn't happen. Anyway, okay. <laughs> he is actually brought back to England, and <laughs> the second Cranmer is dead... Mary raises Pole up to oh. be Archbishop of Canterbury. So that's actually a really cool arc for the Pole family since we all thought all was lost. Um, heading towards the end, uh, <laughs> we're in June 1557. Philip is interested in warring with France, uh, but considering that would just wreck fr- the French trade with England and they need that, um, and also, they just had really crappy weather and horrible harvests. Uh, no one could support, England couldn't support a war with France. So France actually regains control of Calais, which is England's only hold on the main European mainland. Yeah, that's oh. what I meant to say. Um, uh, this is actually very damaging to Mary's reputation and legacy, because every other monarch had been able to hold it for, like, ever. Oh, um, So... There's actually, like, le- urban legend to where, like, upon her deathbed or something, she says, like, on the lines of, if you were to cut open, like, if you were to cut open my chest uh, instead of my heart, you would find Calais. Like, she, I'll like, always remorsed losing Goodness. it. Um, in June of 1557, when she's now 41, she again thinks she's pregnant. Why? What? Hopeful. Uh, and again, no child is born, and Mary is forced to label as Elizabeth as her successor in her will. Um, she falls ill, uh, and she's weak, uh, weak with pain uh, from about May 1558 until her death, November 17th. Uh, and they think maybe from uterine cancer. Uh, she oh, that would make sense mm-hmm. of the swelling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also think maybe she had uh, like horrible ovarian cysts yeah. as well. Uh, so Aww. she was 42, um, and incidentally enough, an influenza epidemic during that time also claimed the life later that same day of Reginald Pohl. What the? Like, what if they were meant to be? They were soulmates. What if they were soulmates? They were soulmates. And, and they, they never got together. This, yeah. So yeah. they were like, oh, let them. That's exactly. That's, what, exactly I, that's what, what I thought when I read it. Um, so I thought that was poetic. Philip, uh, still abroad during her illness and sickness Thanks and dying. Thanks for being by my side, Phil. Uh, writes to his sister and he says, I felt a reasonable regret for her death. <laughs> so I thought, like, you old poet, you. Wow, it's 
really what? touches on my heartstrings. I have several tears. Shed a tear. Just weeping at Starbucks mm. when I read that. I got that. goosebumps with the romance. <laughs> Uh, she stated in her will that she wanted to be buried next to her mom, Catherine of Aragon. Uh, but I guess we don't listen to wills back then. Oh, okay. Nope, you were, she's instead buried in the Westminster Abbey. Uh, and she was interred on December 14th in a tomb that she will eventually share with Elizabeth. Oh. After Elizabeth dies in like a thousand years. Uh, and this is literally just want to be obnoxious here at the end. There's a <laughs> Latin inscription. Oh, here we go. On the wake up, wake up. We're doing some Latin. I don't know how to say Latin. I actually know of one person that's going to freaking listen to this podcast that probably knows a little uh, bit of Latin. You're, Not fair. Well, that's fair. <clears throat> here we go. Quiet, On please. the tomb. Reg, reg, do you think it's Regno or Regno? Regno. Regno? I'm going to say Regno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Regno consorte et urna hic obdormimus Elisabetha e Maria sorores in spe resurrectionis. Or consorts in realm and tomb, we sisters Elizabeth and Mary here lie down to sleep in hope of resurrection. I think, honestly, I kind of like it. Because I think, nice. I think of everyone, like, they knew what they went through. Like, being daughter of the king, like, to aye, bastardized, aye. to seeing the marriages, good lord, just watching all that happen would have been terrible. And they, like, were, like, side by side for a while, mm-hmm. and then, like... They were friends. The only reason they even had that, like, huge, they had a big falling out was because Mary was like, no, I don't want Elizabeth to supplant me on the, like, throne yeah. while I'm alive. So she kept her under house arrest so nobody could, like, rebel in her name. Well, I'm like, I would do that, too. I'd do that to you. I'd be like... Wow, thanks. I'd put you in you a really nice place. And then but it'd you, be, like, it'd you be know, a great castle. If it was filled with Pottery Barn Teen Harry Potter. Woo! And that's how we bring it. That's how we circle it back yeah, here. I'm not that's done. How we circle it. Oh. I have a quote. I have a last quote. Oh, thank God. Oh, you remember. That's why we're friends. At her funeral, John White, the Bishop of Winchester, we don't really need to care about him. It's just a name. Johnny. Good John. Good old John. Praised Mary. I don't know if he really praised Mary. He said stuff about Mary. And I really, I, I don't know why I like this so much, but I like it, so I include it. He says... She was a king's daughter. <laughs> she was a king's sister. She was a king's wife. She was a queen. And by the same title, a king also. That's a very powerful thing to say about somebody. Isn't that lovely? You're also, your, your dialect form is I really beautiful. wanted to bring uh, the listeners who are now sleeping into the room at Westminster Abbey. That was lovely. Was rest. Thank you. Wow. Mary was a lot of information. This was actually supposed to take place, if we may, last week, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah. And then I <laughs> was not having... Chelsea texted me. She's like, I'm halfway through. <laughs> Do you, can I just come I over like, instead? I have ten pages, and I'm not... She's not even on the throne. Like, she's old. I'm tired. Like, oh, gosh. 
Well, that was lovely and incredibly informative, as always. And Sorry about that hour and a half. Why? What, that first off, we talked about Pottery Barn and it for a ha- half an hour. Yeah, so. I kept it interesting this time. This was a very, there was a little, there was a little spookiness happening. We're getting to that Halloween spirit. Ooh, oh my Ooh. gosh, I cannot wait. Is that a like ghost? Hurting your dog. Yeah, I don't. I don't kind of like the noises. Well, uh, you know, Chelsea, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. You are. I'm gonna tell everyone so they can tune in. You are designated Elizabeth, so you can do a two parter, a three parter, whatever it is. But I'm so excited to learn about Elizabeth. I still don't want to do Elizabeth until I go through the wives. Then do, then do that. That's fine. So in like three years, you'll get your Elizabeth two-parter back. I just want to like, I just want to like, kind of just like want to watch the movie as you talk about it. Which one? <laughs> Kate Blanchett. She made two. Okay. Oh, the one, there's that, the poster one. with the yellow, with that yellow mm-hmm. dress and she's just sitting there's in the There's Elizabeth throne, and then like, there's Elizabeth uh, the Golden Age. And that's oh, the one with, that's right. oh, that's the one with that awesome quote where she's talking about the Spanish Armada and, uh. Oh, uh, what is it? Where's something about, like, um, I lost it. I don't know. You're going to figure like it out. Hurricane. You know, it's, it's like a little, it's like a little, a little, a little I, too, something, something, oh. the winds, uh, yeah, it's really powerful. Anyway, wow. like, YouTube it. Yeah, no, I want to, I just love that, the one where she's in the yellow dress sitting on the throne, and she's, like, slouching on it. She she's given a L. bad She's like made it, always knew oh, it. My mom always knew it. My mom kicks queens off the throne. What? <sighs> yeah, damn. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. If this was Seriously. nap time for you or a little intro to your your sleep for the night, you're welcome. I personally love this stuff. So I had a love. I had a lovely. Yeah, so it's on you if you're bored. Really, is it's on you. Thing. It's on you. <laughs> so please follow us um, on Instagram and Twitter at she's just awesome. And you um, please email us like recommend and uh, not recommendations. Recommendations? What am I trying to say? Requests. I'm trying to say requests. Like, we actually don't even care. No, we don't take recommendations. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, email us requests or. Uh, if you want to, you know, give a, a lady in your life a shout out or you really want to learn about um, a lady in history and you want us to do the dirty work, let us know and email us at um, she's just awesome podcast at gmail.com. And Chelsea, again, it was a pleasure. And, and it's always a blast. I can't, I can't, I can't wait till you come back. And I also personally can't wait to see your new apartment. I'm stoked. <laughs> It'll be Hogwarts. It's going to, oh, I'm going to be like, like, Password through the fat lady. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, give me something, please. Sorry, it's a school song. All right. On that note, <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>